Hey guys, Keish here. Welcome back to the Last Man Podcast. I'm sitting here editing the video and I'm noticing that there's some background noise and echoing. Hope that you can bear with us as we grow and learn. I'm looking into getting some new microphones. There's a lot to learn about them and they're pretty expensive, so it might be a couple weeks, but I'll do everything that I can to make the sound quality a little bit better and give you guys a better listening experience. Hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed recording. Thanks for tuning in. Here it is. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Last Man Podcast, where we are bringing manhood back. Bringing it back. I'm Keish, your host. <laughs> um, I'm super glad that you guys listened and gave some feedback. Can't wait to get into today's topic. With me, I have my co-host, Mr. Marcus Wright. What's up? And Mr. Keith Golightly. What's going on, y'all? Did you guys enjoy it last time? Loved it. Yeah, it was yeah. a great, great time. What was your favorite part? Mm-hmm. Favorite part of filming, favorite part of or recording the podcast, favorite part of like yeah. the conversation? I just like the flow. I just like how, you know, we could just be ourselves, say our point of view, and then we can just take it back and chew on it yeah. and apply it because yeah. I'm all about applying applications. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I loved how we were feeding off of each other. Like you would share an idea and then it would fuel my imagination and yeah. then it would fuel what you had to say and then we were just yeah. feeling each other. We got good yeah. vibes. Yeah, yeah it's good. <laughs> um, I think my favorite part was probably just that we can laugh. You know, yeah. this is a really like, we went really deep, but like it never got too serious. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed just being able to laugh and, and cut it up as we grow, you know. Mm-hmm. Last time on Last Man Podcast, we talked about uh, answering a really important question that uh, every man needs to answer for themselves. What is a man? You guys gave some really good answers. Um, a man is selfless. Um, a man suffers long. Mm-hmm. A man fi- finds his identity in Christ. Yeah, you know those are really good points that we'll keep building on. We're going to continue to answer that question for the the rest of the podcast. That's not anything that we're going to forget about. That question will be answered a little bit each time. We'll cool. build on that thought. Cool. Today. Um, I have another question that we started to answer last time just as like a preview, but I really want to dive into it. So the question is, what does every man need? Mm. Right. And so we started with like really practical and we'll continue that. But um, last time I said, every man needs a truck, Mm -hmm. pair of good work boots and a gun. That's right. (laughs) Keith, you said a hat, Uh an axe. And good view. That's right. And my dad, his practical one was a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that that you got a good solid dude to start. You got a good base base character, you know. <laughs> Your avatar is set for the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm wearing a hat right now. Right, me too. Um so as we continue the conversation, let's let's keep the practical and then we'll move into the more like ethereal the more like conceptual mm, ethereal, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> because, yeah. because honestly, like there's a lot of things that a man needs that can't really be nailed down, you know, in one word or one object. Yeah. They're like, okay. you know what I mean? Like yeah. there are things that men need mm-hmm. as in like, this is a concept that every man needs to hold inside himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's, let's start with some practical things. Um, I made a list, um, just to get you guys, you know, brain flowing a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I have four things. Every man needs to get... Wait, wait. We'll do that one last. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite one. It's a okay. mic drop. <laughs> Every man needs a job. Yes. You need something to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, 
I think, what did they say? Idle hands are the devil's playground. Mm. Every man needs something to do, like productive. Every man needs a community, you know? So, like, even if you're not married, like, I I almost wrote down, like, every man needs a woman. Like, Mm -hmm. which is true, but I mean, like, what if you're, what if you're single, you're 19, and you're, like, learning to be a man? Like, you need community. Right. Um, The rest will come. And we can talk about that another time. Cool. And then every man needs a firm handshake handshake gotta yeah. have that handshake let's, let's, let's shake it <laughs> I, know you, I know you guys can't hear it but we're shaking hands <laughs> um a firm one we talked about this last yeah. night at game night me and keith were hanging yeah. out me and my dad talk about this often a limp wristed handshake oh my god yeah. well, like there's it's like a dead fish in your it's hand. up there with poverty as far as words <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like hey. oh man let's try that again poverty right <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Ugh. and my fourth thing, I guess my honorable mention, because I think those three things will, will start a man off really well. You know, like sure. when we're we're playing a video game, we're building our character. You know, you got your hat, your boot, your trucks. You know what I'm saying? You got a good handshake, a job. You got people around you. Like you're doing good mm-hmm. to start. Um, now the next level of manhood, I think this is my honorable mention, is like every man needs to get their ass kicked at least once. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't I don't mean like you got to get yeah, jumped yeah. at a bar or something, but like me and my friend, uh, I won't say his name, but like one of my close friends, we'll call him Alex. Uh, he's a good friend of mine and he's a really good dude. And like, just like me, he's on the quest for manhood, mm-hmm. right? He's probably in, in his early twenties. And yeah, we talk about boxing a lot when we're like with the guys, you know, and I miss boxing when I was in college, we used to box in the dorms. And uh, this this friend, Alex, was like, Keyshawn, I want to fight you. <laughs> and Loki, all the people around were like, why would you want to fight him out of everyone? Because I enjoy fighting. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, my yeah. advice is don't fight the person that enjoys it. Yeah, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> right? But we did. Like, we boxed. And, like, I would say he lost. But not in, like, the, oh, I beat him up. We were trying to win. Like, we were just boxing. Mm-hmm. You know, we were just, he was just learning. And it's yeah. like. He he figured out in that moment with the first punch. Oh man, this isn't as fun as I thought it was gonna be. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. Reality check, <laughs> right? Because like, even even like before I went, like I talked to my dad, I talked to my mom, and I was like, he wants to fight, and he pulled up to the house, like he was ready. Fifteen <laughs> like, minutes, bro. He, he wore the he wore the boxing gloves like on the wheel, like <laughs> had him in his hand, ready to go. Yeah. Um, but my mom was like, she, she's a badass, low key. My mom is a savage. She was like, mm, make sure you hit him real hard. <laughs> <laughs> so that he don't never want to fight anybody again <laughs> and i was like that's a bit much but the concept is there you know yeah. like, i think every man needs to get his ass kicked at least once because it gives you this respect mm-hmm. for like your surroundings the people around mm-hmm. you you never know like i'm average as hell mm-hmm. and like and i feel like i can really handle myself mm-hmm. if somebody like alex were to go fight someone who can fight you know, like somebody yeah, who like yeah. is jujitsu trained. Instant regret. <laughs> Instant. Instant. Yeah. Right? Your whole life can literally change. <laughs> <laughs> so it's better yeah. that you get it, you get your butt beat at least once, yeah. and yeah, then yeah, like, yeah. You, and then you can get into it. So like, what are some things that you think are practical that every man needs in their life? What do you think, Daddy? So I was thinking about which you know stuff. Me and stuff, I don't really care about mm-hmm. it. So it's really hard for me to really think about what practically I need because I can just go and find what. Whatever I need. Yeah. It'll come. Yeah. So I don't think about it. But I thought hard and I was like, a good rain suit. A good rain suit? A rain good suit. Rain suit. Okay. Like the, the jacket, the pants. And I told Keyshawn about this okay. rain suit that I had from my job. 
And I was like, yo, this rain suit is like the best. Like yeah. it could be raining hard outside, but you warm inside this rain suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just looking at me like, come on, rain suit, come uh-huh. on. <laughs> rain jacket's important. Yeah. But suit, yeah. I gave him one mm-hmm. and then he was working in Dallas. Man, it gets cold in Dallas. And he yeah. used it and he called me, he's like, Daddy. He <laughs> <laughs> got that rain suit? <laughs> he's like, that rain suit you gave me? It. It's legit. Nice. Okay. Yo, it, it that was probably one of the best things that he's ever given me, just yeah. practically. Like, yeah. I'm talking about. I was working a job that I hated. I hated this job. I was getting paid shit, <laughs> and I was working. In, and people don't realize like Texas gets so cold. We've all lived in Texas. Yeah. It gets freezing. And the does. wind is crazy. Yeah. And I was working outside. We had to pick up golf balls by hand mm-hmm. on a golf course. And man, everybody was soaked to the bone, but not quiche. Nah, not quiche. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else that you can think of? Um, I would say uh, you said a community. I would just narrow that down to a good ride or die homeboy who got your back. Just your one good one, at the least. One, the, the one dude that you can call, he coming through in the clutch. Who is that? Like your real man. For me, I, I would say <clears throat> it's you. Me? Mm. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. You, you birthed your roll dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yo, don't nobody out here got my back. Let me make one. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's mm. funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's a- what about for you? Who's your roll dog? Mm. Well, Keyshawn, I told you earlier that you're kind of like my armor bearer right now. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm married, so I, I've got to say my wife. Okay. You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a married man, so I have to say my wife because that's the one I'm one with. But as far as like a brother, mm-hmm. man, like pe- people that come to mind, you, Joshua, uh, AJ, which I'm, for those listening, y- y- y'all don't know these people, but but they're they're, they're people to me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I, I got I got guys in my life. Yeah. All those people work with you. Yes. And like you do ministry together. Yeah. So like yeah. when you do ministry and we do together, life together. Yeah. 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 When you do ministry and life together, it just builds that bond. Yeah. You suffer together. Yes. Yeah. Cause you're, cause you're crawling through the mud together. There, mm-hmm. There's something about crawling through the mud with a fellow person. Cause, and, and, and I can, you know, if you're in the military, you can resonate with this. Cause it's like, man, it, you're, you're feeling it. They're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And you're just doing it together. Yeah. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mine, this is hard. Because I know my friends are going to listen to this. And if I say any of them, it could, like, make the rest of them sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I have, I have like, five good, solid dudes, genuinely, yeah. that I could be like, if I called them, they will show up. Yeah. But I have one, and I'll say it. If I called him right now, he would get on a plane, no matter the cost. And his name's Dawson. Yeah. He lives in Amarillo. And that's, like, how many hours drive? I think that's 21 hours drive. If I was like, yo, I need you right now. Mm-hmm. I, don't ask any questions. I just need you to come right now. He's in the car. Like, he, he'll, he'll figure it out. His wife, his wife is cool, too. Like, she's like, go, baby, needs yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Gotham needs you. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, like, th- that's, that's my, my ride or die, my roll dog. Cool. So, what about you? What are some three things or four things mm. that you think a man Can I say needs? one thing before, say before Keith goes? Let's say hear it. it. it, it we, I'd be remiss to say, you got to know who your people are. Because you may have that guy who will come. Because I have people that will come, yeah. but it'll go left real quick. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Explain. You gotta get the right people. Yeah, there. yeah. Like someone might die. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, we took it there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can't call that one for don't. Yeah. Okay, for real. For anybody listening, don't call the Ponzi guy. If yeah. you feel like I'm your roll dog, <laughs> if yeah. you call me like Yo Keyshawn, this dude's after me. I'm showing up, letting bullets fly. Yeah. 
That was letting you know. If your life is in danger, if you don't overhype your situation calling me. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah kind yeah. of thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm not I'm not I'm not trying to be violent. Oh, but it'll come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But and, I'm, so, and I'm not opposed. I'm not opposed to it. But you got to know the situation. Yeah. You got to know the whole scope of what's going on. Yeah. Because you called the wrong person, and they'll be like, "Wait, wait, wait. That, we ain't trying to go there. It ain't that kind yeah. of party." I just, I just wanted some <laughs> uh, some backup. And what's yeah. what's the word? Uh, oh my goodness! That people see that there's authority in the area. Yeah. Uh-huh. They bring sense. that energy. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. alpha presence. Yeah. The presence. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. Presence. Yeah. Good word. Gotcha. <laughs> so what about you, Keith? Okay, I got a list too. This is just so excited. Y'all, yeah. before we started recording, he's like, I got it. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I, I got stuff. Okay. Every man needs a pocket knife. Yeah. Yes. That's such a good one. I have one. I'm carrying, I got one in my right pocket right now. Whether what, kind, what kind is it? Tell it's a Kershaw. A Kershaw. I got a Kershaw too. So, which is nothing fancy. Hey. <laughs> nothing fancy. I I wish I had a Benchmade. I kind of like, I'm partial to Benchmade. Yeah. American made. They're just so expensive. Yeah. So whether it's your grandfather's pocket knife or you got one from like an army navy store or Walmart, whatever. Every man needs a pocket knife. Yeah, every right. yeah, because it's just super convenient, man. I can't tell you how many times I've been with my family, and I'm the guy. They they know I'm the guy with the pocket knife, mm-hmm. and so they're trying to open a package. It's like Christmas morning. We're trying to rip open That's presents, good. or they're they're trying to like open something or or do something. They need something sharp, and they look at me. They always look at me because they know I have the pocket knife. They're yeah. like, Keith, can I have your pocket knife? And I'm like, Yep. Boom. Always at the risk. Doesn't it make you feel it, I'll, man? Dude, I'll be wearing gym shorts, and I'll pull out a pocket knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Yeah, so every man needs a pocket knife. Um, number two, I'm going to say a cup of coffee. So, but that, that kind of encompasses a few things. So, either either a cup of coffee, or if tea's your your style, or, I don't know, whiskey, or some, some kind of beverage to put in your hand to help you just sit and think. You know what I mean? Yeah. Daddy, what's your drink? <laughs> you said my drink? Tell them what your drink is. <laughs> what? Um, jungle juice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? You black, yo. <laughs> um, my dad is a juice guy. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. he has his beverage, like, nice. If you see my dad drinking it in... Pineapple mango. Man, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, whenever nice. he's drinking a, a, a juice... It's like he goes in the zone. Yeah, like nice. you know when people drink bourbon, they're like, yeah. mm, like mm-hmm. they they savor it. Mm-hmm. That's my dad with juice. Because <laughs> he doesn't Man. drink tea, he yeah. doesn't drink coffee. This, pine- <laughs> this pineapple hit different. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. Like, yes. But what is it about? What is it about the yeah. beverage that like you think every man needs? Yeah, yeah. So, so the beverage can also this this idea mm-hmm. pours into other things. Like C.S. Lewis says, you know, having a pipe is beneficial because it it's something in your hand that you're consuming. And it helps you to like kind of recreate and just think. There's just something about sitting on a chair with something in your hand, whether that's a beverage or a, or a cigar, pipe, whatever it is, and it just kind of plunges you into thought, you know? I'm trying to think what that would be for me. Yeah. A fidget spinner, whatever. Right. <laughs> you know? Because um, I don't, I mean, I smoke cigars with my friends. Like if they're, if they're smoking their cigars, I'll smoke a Romeo and Juliet, like a shorty. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. If I'm drinking, I like rum. Mm. So like, I'll drink, I'll drink rum. My friends are drinking bourbon. Yeah. But like, when I'm by myself, honestly, I like to whittle. You like, like I like to whittle, like whittle. when you cut wood and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. Even if it's not, I'm not even making anything. I'm just you're just doing. Something. I'm just carving like. And it help, but it helps you yeah. think. Like, because I had a friend tell me this. He says he says when you, when when you wander with an letter a when you mm-hmm. wander don't forget to wonder mm-hmm. but letter o mm-hmm. yeah so when you're wandering 
wonder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, a cup of coffee. Um, third one I'm going to say is every man needs a weight. What do you mean? Like, so like W-A-I-T? W-E-I-G-H-T. A weight. Okay. Okay. Like, like, it's like a weight to carry. So, you know, earlier, Keyshawn, you said, you know, men need to know how to work. Mm-hmm. So this kind of goes into that. Like, a man needs to know how to lift things. Bro, if you don't know how to lift things... <laughs> what's your... What's your what is it with your legs not your back <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah so man like you, you either you either need a dumbbell a kettlebell or a weight plate like, or maybe you're wearing um a weight vest you need a you need a, a weight mm-hmm. you need to carry something so um i remember I'll, I'll keep this short but i remember watching a video on youtube and it was uh you, maybe i've seen this video before but it was a video of a really old man and he's trying to lift this kettlebell and he's really struggling at first. He can't even get it above his waist. Mm-hmm. And then as the video progresses, it's kind of like a montage of him like progressively getting stronger and stronger. And he's he's getting this kettlebell higher and higher. And then finally he gets it over his head. Yeah. And then you're the whole time you're wondering like, why is he trying to? Why is this old man trying to lift this kettlebell? Well, the video ends with um, it's like Christmas evening, and the family's coming over oh, to his yeah. house. And then this little boy runs up to him, and you can. You can tell this little boy is his grandson, mm-hmm. and he and he grabs his grandson and he lifts him over his head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, it's like, yes, like we we need a weight to, and not not for the sake of being able to carry weight, but so that we can do other manly things. That's good, you know, like loving That's your, good. Love, yeah, like yeah. loving your family and you know mm-hmm. doing fixing things around the house. Like you need to be able to to, to carry weight. Um, so that's number three. I'm, I'm gonna say this one. I'll make this very quick. But every man needs class, like swag swag yeah. isn't it funny because i was actually watching this video yesterday and there was this uh you know those videos where people will record their their dad or their mom and they're doing like the child is doing something crazy yeah. just to get their reaction yeah this dude he's a mexican kid he gets in the car dressed as a cholo oh, i've seen that <laughs> and his, his uncle is like a gangster like you're looking at him like yo i would i would never cross this dude yeah and the the nephew gets in the car dressed like a cholo like with a beanie and like the white t-shirt with the flannel on top button only at the top. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what's up, fool? <laughs> yeah. And his uncle's like, yo, son, like, that's not you. Get out of my car and go change. Yeah. He's like, you're not about this life. You're not no cholo. You're a culo, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're culo. But like, awesome. but, but the class is a different kind of class for everybody. That's yes. Good. Every yes. culture. Like, yeah. We, you're not. Okay. Something that we were talking about last night, a game that we were talking about manhood, because I was asking a, a group of our friends about this topic. Yeah. And uh, something we talked about was, um, what is it? Oh, shoot. We're talking about class. We're talking about manhood. And uh, culture has a huge like part to play yeah. in like your, your manliness, your swag. Mm-hmm. And it's funny to me because like what flies in one culture may not fly in another culture. You know, like, yeah. for instance, like that's what it was. The people here, because we're in we're in Central North Carolina, and like Southern people have like charm. Southern dudes mm-hmm. have swag, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People like I see okay. What you're saying. No hate to anybody of our any of our listeners in Texas, but most of Texas is not the South. Correct. Right. It's the West. Has its own swag. Like it's yes. a, it's cool. Yeah. Like, its own thing. Yeah. Right? Its own thing. Yeah. You walk into a bar here, different type of swag than you yeah. walk into a bar in California. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yo, that skinny jean swag. Like I'm just not with it. Like, the Chelsea boot swag. But yeah, but I think that's good. Like class swag. Yeah. That presence. Yeah, because men men need to be, like they need to be able to be presentable. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. I remember um, uh, <clears throat> when I was in high school. This is before my, this is my BC days, my, my pre-Jesus days. <laughs> before Christ. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so I remember um, when, I, when I was a freshman in high school, I was, I needed a PE credit mm-hmm. and I didn't want to do PE and I didn't want to play sports. 
but I needed a PE credit, so I did junior ROTC. Yeah. Which, by the way, that was actually the start of my military aspirations. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I jumped into junior ROTC, and uh, you have to wear a uniform. You got to wear a dress military uniform. Mm -hmm. And I remember at the time, I didn't know how to tie a tie. Mm -hmm. And so I remember my dad coming into my bed. I went up to him. I said, Dad, Dad, like, I know you know how to tie a tie. I've seen you wear them. Can you teach me how to tie a tie? He says, yeah, of course. And so he, I remember, and this is like one of the most fond memories I have with my father. And so he comes to my bedroom. I had this big old mirror in my bedroom. It's like part of my closet door. And both of us are standing shoulder to shoulder and we're looking at each other in the mirror. And I'm watching him tie this tie. Mm -hmm. and, and he's like, follow me. And I'm following him with his tie. And mm -hmm. he's like, you know, wrap it around, go through it, blah, blah, blah. And, and he taught me how to tie a tie. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm like, wow, I'm learning how to, how to have class. Yeah. You know, good. I'm learning how to, how to present myself, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and then that you could, you could say that for like shaving your face or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, every man needs to know how to have class. So I have a question <clears throat> for you, daddy. Mm -hmm. You're, you're raising, you have two sons, like you're raising men, mm -hmm. right? Like for the last 20 some years. Um, now that you have adult children, mm -hmm. what's something that you wish you would have taught us? You're like, dang, mm -hmm. if you, if you would have this, you'd be a little bit more complete. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I wish I would try to a, a lot more um, than I have. I wish I had to talk to you better with finances. I think I did a, a decent job, but I could have mm. did a, a far better job. So every man needs to know how to budget. Needs to know how to budget. Yeah. Um, how to manage your emotions. We kind of talked about, I think, last time. Yeah. But We'll go deeper into that, um, this conversation. Show, you know, sh showing that uh, practical things. Um, I don't think I showed you how to shave. You did. Well, it, it, it shows because he's wearing a beard. I have a. <laughs> beard. But I mean, like with with the with the shaving cream and, and razor. Okay, I, yeah. I use but, clippers. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah you But also, it. we're we're black, so like, yeah. yeah. Certain certain black men can use those, and certain can yeah, correct. And like, there's certain parts of my face that I can use a razor on, and certain that I can't. Yeah, yeah. And only my skin, mm -hmm. you know, will tell me that. Like, you can't teach me where on my skin. But you did teach me how to how to shave, how to trim my beard. Mm -hmm. I even know how to cut my hair. I can fade my hair mm -hmm. because of you. Um, <laughs> my dad used to cut my hair. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when I started as a kid, he would like cut my hair. I'm like five and he would just be like knocking my head with his knuckle. <laughs> stop moving. Stop moving. You just hear. <laughs> but as I got older, like, I, uh, I'd be like, daddy, I need a haircut. And so we would go and I'd sit on the toilet and he'd cut my hair and we would just laugh. One thing... I love that. Me and my dad, we can just laugh at anything, <laughs> at ourselves, whatever. And so we're just laughing about something stupid. And he laughs so hard while he's edging up the front, he cuts off half my eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, did you just cut off my eyebrow? And he's, like, <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> he, so, he, he didn't say, be calm, be calm. He wait, said, yeah. he goes, I can fix it. And so you know like how people will have, like they have a whole eyebrow <laughs> and they'll do like, lines vertical lines yeah i wanted to he gave me like two more i already had and i only had half an eyebrow so like Dude, now yes. i got like a quarter of an eyebrow amazing oh my gosh good thing i went to school with all white kids yeah because <laughs> they just thought it was a fashion statement if yeah. i would have went to public school and like in the hoods Dude. then i'm like yo yeah. who did you dirty <laughs> uh, but yeah so like how to shave i think that's something everybody how to how to uh, groom your beard? Yes, mm -hmm. I think that's a good Groom, grooming is a good word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What else? Groom. What else do you wish you would have taught me? You look at me and you're like, dang, I failed you. Um, 
because I haven't thought about this uh, deeply, I, I I don't have anything that pops into mind because I think you're a well-rounded, well-rounded young man. And the thing about it is, what I didn't know, I pointed you in the right direction. Yeah, you hooked like, me up with the right people. Yeah, I'm like, you know, Grandpa, you know, Pat knows this, or Papa knows this, mm -hmm. you know. So I put you in the right place to get the training that you needed. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes that reminds me. My grandfather is a mechanic. One of them was a mechanic. The other one was a carpenter. And um, every man needs to know how to change his oil and, the, like, the fluids in his car. Oh, yeah. You know, like, it's yeah. they're, it's very simple. And, like, you know, they say, like, the two uh, people that you don't trust are lawyers and mechanics. Mm -hmm. Because, right. like, they can charge you $100 to change, like, the fluid. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And your windshield wipers, you know. And I think every woman needs to know how to do that. How to yeah. change a flat. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how many times I've had to stop and help a dude. It, it actually, like, hurts me. <laughs> To be like, dang, hey brother, do you need help with your tire? I'm gonna <laughs> right. ask you anyway. Yeah, you look, Keith. You look totally capable. If I saw you on the side of the road changing your tire, several, yeah, I've done it several times. I know you can. Like, yeah. I have no doubt. If even if I didn't know you, I would still ask to help you. Sure. When I'm asking these dudes, I'm like, you need help. I'm really telling you <laughs> to get out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way, dude. I've, I've definitely done that, and I'm just yeah. like, man, like I, I wish for the sake of my country that every man knew how to change a tire. Absolutely. And just to talk about women for a second. Every woman needs to know how to change a tire, mm -hmm. but she should never have to do it. Mm. There should always be a man yeah. that's willing and ready to change a tire for her, no matter that's what he's good. wearing. Yeah. yeah. My, my grandfather made my mom do that. My, yeah. my mom's first car was a, was a 60s Nova. It was blue. The Nova? The Nova, yeah. <laughs> Which in Spanish means doesn't work. So, never <laughs> that's funny. so yeah. And so, um, uh, but yeah, I, my mom told me that her dad, my grandfather, made her know how to change a tire. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where he, he hands off, mm -hmm. you know, she could do it A to Z yep. and, and that was like her basically, you know, milestone, I guess. Her rite of passage. Her rite of passage. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. To, for her to get her license. Yeah. That, that was before license. So you have a baby. Mm -hmm. How old is your baby? Uh, four, almost, f uh, four months. A four month old man. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Correction. Almost three months. Almost three months. Okay. <clears throat> so what's something that you're like, man, I need to impart this into my mm -hmm. son. As soon as I can, because you never know, you, like, you could pass away. Yeah. And you're like, I need, I need my kid to know this. Yeah. So, like, I know he's a baby, but, you know, as he grows, what's something that you have yeah. in your mind? Uh, just, just straight up, first, first thought, how to fix things. Just in general? Just in general. Like, around the house? Yes, because I'm 30 years old, and I still call my dad every now and then, trying to, like, ask me how to fix certain things. Because mm -hmm. my dad's a mechanic also. He's yeah. been in my, so my, just real quick, my dad's dad, whom I've actually never met, we can talk about this in another episode, but uh, my dad's dad, my grandfather, I've actually never met him. He was in prison my whole life. Mm -hmm. uh, but he was, before prison, he was a race car driver. And I never saw him race or anything. But, um, so my dad grew up fixing cars and working on engines literally in the kitchen, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, when, when it comes to car stuff, and my, my dad still to this day, like he, right now he's probably working at the shop. Yeah. You know, he does, he does a lot of body work. Mm -hmm. and he, he, he can do mechanical things too, but he, he specializes in body work. And there's times where something happens to my truck and I call my dad up. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Hey dad, you know, this is happening. This is happening. And I, and I think it's this, what do you think? And he's like, well, maybe it's this because this, this, and he, he tells me things. He's a whiz, man. Mm. I, he tells me things I would never consider. So how are you going to teach your son that? Yeah. Well, I, I have to, I have to learn as to teach as much as I can. I have to learn as much yeah, as I can. That's you good. Know? Yeah. So I'm dang, that's good. You know, wait, hold up on that. Yeah. Let's just soak that in to teach as much as you possibly can. You have to learn mm -hmm. as much as you possible. Yes. Like, so you have to be a lifetime student mm -hmm. yeah. in order to be like 
yeah. lifetime teacher. Yeah. So, so let me, let me, let me take this to like the 30,000 foot view. Cause I thought about this last night and it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So think about this. Everything we, everything a man knows in our society today is because of a father. So think about that. So every, where we are with technological innovation and, and all, all of that and know how and knowledge engineering feats and whatever it's because some man taught another man that. Yeah. And so if you, if you date that back, if, if like the fatherhood dates back, you mm-hmm. know? And so like we, we are where we are today because fathers have poured down knowledge throughout the, the generations. Yeah. And, and, and that's been developing and evolving over time. Not only is it's, it's crazy. Not only that, but like, <clears throat> Let's think about Adam. He only knew how to garden. Yeah, right. And <laughs> that's, that's what he knew. So, yeah. like, for his son to know more, like, he had to learn more. Mm-hmm. Adam had to learn more to teach his son, Seth, mm-hmm. you know. And then, like, Seth had to learn more yeah. than his dad mm-hmm. to teach his son. So, like, yeah. yeah, so I'll say this. So, if, if a man discovers something, I would say it's their responsibility to, to, pay, to teach it forward. Yeah. Like, they have to. What do you think, Nadine? So, I was thinking about, um, you talking about the learning and teaching the next generation and I have a grandson that I just want to teach prob- how to solve problems. Oh yeah, that's good. Every man needs to know how to problem solve. Y- yeah. You have to. Mm-hmm. And um and then control your frustration because mm-hmm. frustration is going to come but like think it through. Like stop, mm-hmm. be patient and kind of process through what the situation is. Tell them tell them about how you taught me and Jaquila. <laughs> yeah, so I was uh me and Kishan we were it was just me and him in the house, and we were watching TV. And uh, I think he's about six years old. Mm-hmm. And I just grabbed him, and I wrapped him up. I wrapped his his legs, I wrapped my legs around his legs, and then my arms around his arms and chest. And I just start squeezing. <laughs> and he's screaming with all his might. <laughs> Mind you, we're just watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it came out of nowhere. Like, it just came out of nowhere. I just grabbed him up. And he's screaming, bloody murder, calling everybody in the family from his grandmother uh, my mom, his mom's mom, his aunts, uncles, his sister. He's calling everybody. I'm like, nobody's here to help you. They're not coming. Yeah, it's just us. And then I said, stop screaming and feel where your legs are and feel where your arms are. Yeah. I said, this is life and this is what it does to you. Mm. Six years old now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I said, and you have to figure out like where uh, where you're at in this and so he stopped screaming and i was like now wiggle your arms and he just started wiggling his shoulders <laughs> yeah i said now try to pull it out <laughs> and so he just wrestles it out and he pulls it out i said see i said see now just get the other one out and then i mm. eventually let him go and i was like that's how you stop and thinking you don't panic yeah don't panic which i think that was probably premature he was probably too young for yeah. for that experience i, I disagree <laughs> why, why do you say that i disagree because when i first learned to drive um, here in North Carolina, you can drive at 15 and a half. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah, 15. Really? Like a permit or yep. a license? You get your permit at 15. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. And um, and then, like, I think 16 years old is when you get your license. license so I just, I just got my license, like, brand new. And uh, my grandfather, uh, my mom's stepdad, unfortunately, passed away. So we had to drive up to Virginia. And so my mom was already up there with her family. My sister and my dad and I were in the car, and it was packed out. And we're driving on this country road, like, man, the road is so small, there's not even white lines on the outside, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just yeah. grass. <laughs> and so there's a slope going down, like a really big ditch, because there's mm-hmm. like a field on the left, and yeah. there's a hill going up on the right, where yeah. the houses are. And so we're driving probably like 55, you know, country mm-hmm. road, we're, we're cruising, and I'm, I'm like driving 10 and 2, doing my thing, my dad's in, 
uh, the passenger seat to kill is in the back. And I'm just like, oh, I'm driving. Cool. Whatever. Then there's a car coming on, on the right side yep. down into the, um, the road. Coming traffic. And then like right in my path. It's an old lady in a big old boat of a car. <laughs> and then there's, like, this other lady coming in the uh, the opposite direction, like, coming towards us. Yeah, oncoming. Yeah, and she's, like, she's going 55 as well. And there was no way. I was like, there's no way I can stop. Like, you know, like, how everything slows down oh, yeah. when you're like, oh, my gosh, my life is <laughs> in danger. Yeah. So, like, everything slowed down. And, like, I see this car coming out in front of me, and I'm like, I'm going to hit her. There's no way I can hit the brakes. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And the car, like, I, I don't want to go off into the ditch because it's, like, one of those ditches. If you go into it, your car is, yeah. you could die, like, instant. Yeah. Right? And so I look at my dad. Like, I turn to him, and I said, Daddy, without moving, without looking at me, he's still looking forward. He said, make a decision. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, like... The Lord. Yeah. I, I slam on the gas, just boom, pedal to the metal, jerk it into the oncoming traffic. So now I'm looking like face to face, eye contact with the lady who's driving in front of us. Playing <laughs> chicken. Right? And like, she's not slowing down. And like, we're just staring at each other. And then boom, I jerk it back to the Fast right. And furious, baby. Like, I'm talking about, like, we missed both cars by inches. Inches, wow. for sure. And I'm just shaking. <laughs> shaking. Yeah. But. The reason I was able to do that is because when I was six years old, my dad squeezed the life mm, out of me yeah. and said, if you use your brain, you can get out of any situation. Yeah. If you didn't squeeze me when I was six, yeah. we could have died at 16. Wow. So like, that's why I say like, right there, right? That's yeah. why I say, teach your son, like your baby as much as you can. Yes. Shoot, he's keeps over here like teaching him like chemistry. <laughs> he's like, man, you may not understand this, but it'll be in there. <laughs> this is how you balance equations, bro. Right? Dude, I sucked at that at high school, man. Balancing equations. Yeah, so uh, I'll share just a short story. When so mentioning like, like tightening up and trying to escape. So I, I went to a particular military school. I'm not going to name it, but in this school, they taught us how to. Um, get out of certain situations and there's this one thing they taught us they they roped us to a chair so like the chair i'm sitting on they imagine you know on the movies that they, they tie yeah like the good guy with with, with a long rope and so um they they wrapped my entire body up with this rope like i almost practically looked like a mummy you know they they roped my wrist to the legs they roped my chest they roped my ankles to the legs and i could not move and so they rope you and then they just look at your face and they say get out it doesn't matter how long it takes it, you could be there for two days straight. You have to get out yourself. They will. They the instructors will sit there in front of you and watch you, and so, and so. I, I mean, I'm not gonna like go into detail, but you can. It starts out with you like you feeling the rope, mm-hmm. and then you just kind of know where the weak points are. Yeah. You kind of feel where you can wiggle. You just wiggle around, and then you just kind of guys. Just wait, pause. <laughs> <laughs> they can't see you, so yeah. let me tell. You. He's wiggling this chair right now. <laughs> He's sitting there just like squirming. Yeah. And so, yeah. So you have to like massage the rope around your body, mm-hmm. you know? And so anyway, so you, you find certain points and then you, you untie this and then you can massage again and untie that. And then before you know it, your ankles are free and then you keep going and then you're, and it's like one thing at a time, you know, your chest, your, your hands. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then before you know it, it's like, oh, you can, you're, you're, you're free. And then for me, it, I think when I did it, it took me like 45 minutes. I was in that chair. And, and but there was a level where you could panic a little bit, you yeah. Because because you're, I mean, they they rope you tight, man. It's like you, they cinch you down, you know. <laughs> it's like, man, wow. So, yeah. I wanna I wanna tell you guys a story because it'll it'll bring it back into like the what does every man need? Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Um, something that you taught me and I want to hear your thoughts on like, as a father, as a man who's trying to teach other men, you know, how to do this manhood thing. This is, that's one of the most important lessons you taught me because not, not only did like you squeezing me uh, when I was six help me when I was 16, but it helped me even more like over time because probably around the same time, 16 years old, and me and my mom were just going at it. And um, just all the time fighting about something. We're so similar. I think that's why we have those problems. But um, one time we got this new door installed and um, it's like a burglar proof. Like you can't break it. You can't hit it with a bat. Like it's not going to break. Um, and the way you lock it is also weird because it's burglar proof. And so I locked it, but it just, we couldn't get it open. It's brand new to us. And we're like, oh shoot, like how do we get this open? And my mom at the time, and she's not the same and I'm not the same, but like this is years ago, 10 years. My mom was like, rah, 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 you broke the door. (laughs) Everybody knows that voice that like sometimes like our moms, our sisters, just women in general can use with us. Yeah, yeah. And I was frustrated. Like I was an angry 16 year old. I was just pissed. And she's just laying it on me. Mm -hmm. Keyshawn, I can't believe you. We just got this door. Now it's broken. Now we got to pay. Like I'm talking about she was going off. Like she did not. And I'm meanwhile, I'm genuinely just trying to fix the door. It's not that big a deal to me. I'm like, it's just a door. Like we'll fix it. And so I'm like trying to move it. And she's just in my ear. And so I was like, you know, you do as a man. (laughs) So I walked out the back door and I sat on a, like a stump. I just sat there for like 15 minutes. I just sat there and just, you know, like you lean on your, your knee, you put your hand on your knee and your, your chin on your hand. And you just kind of think thinking thinking man posture. Yeah. And I just sat there for like 15 minutes and I came back in the house. And as soon as I walked in the door, And I walked past my mom. I didn't say anything. I didn't talk back to her, like, yeah. at all. I just walked up. And, like, I had figured out what, what, it wrong, what was wrong with the door. Problem mm-hmm. solving. Mm-hmm. Right away. Boom. It was, and it was a simple fix. I just needed a minute. Yeah, you needed a minute. <laughs> right? And so something that, like, whenever we were discussing the podcast and what we were going to talk about, something that you said, and I think you might have said it last time, was, like, every man needs peace and quiet. Mm-hmm. Gotta have it. So, like, <laughs> expound on it. Now we're going into, like, the more conceptual, like, what does every man need? Sure. Um, so, like, what do you think about that? Expound on that because you're the one that brought it up. Uh, the peace and the quiet part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think because we deal with so much, and I know it's a debate where some women say women have it worse and some say men have it worse as far as, like, just life in general, what we go through. I think <laughs> men have more responsibility because we, yeah. we're responsible for people. When I look at it, when we're in front of God, he's going to look at us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost so, like. So right. that's where the. Go ahead. Everything that a woman is responsible for. A man is responsible for themselves and everything. Yeah. Yeah, and everything, yeah. So keep going. Exactly. So, like, for instance, when you're at work, you know, um, we'll just take, uh, I have several different businesses I'm responsible for paying paying people, making sure that their livelihoods continue by me doing what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So when I come home, I don't want to hear rah, 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 can you do this, that, and the other thing. I want a minute, like mm-hmm. you said, I want a minute <laughs> yeah. to kind of decompress, sit back. Um, and I was even telling uh, my wife this the other day, like one of the, the best things that you can do for me is when I come home after work, just be sitting on the couch. Or whatever. I don't need food on the table. Some people need that, but I don't need that. And just let me lay my head in your lap and just be quiet. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, have that connection mm-hmm. and just and it kind of re- regenerates uh, me mm-hmm. and it helps me to be like, OK, like we're, we're in this together and then I can I can kind of. Press on, uh, press on to whatever's next. Mm-hmm. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It's like a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need a break. Yeah, yeah. Something, and, something I respect about Keyshawn is that 
whether Keyshawn's talking to one person or a group of people in the room, if Keyshawn ever, bro, if you ever have trouble about like conveying something, an idea, you will literally tell them, you're like, hang on, I need a minute. And the room will be quiet. And they're like, oh crap, Keyshawn needs a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, that happened last night at Simon's house. You were like, hold on, I need a minute. And there were maybe like, what, 10 people in the room? Mm-hmm. And it was quiet. quiet yeah. and, then, and then we were looking at Keyshawn, Keyshawn was thinking. And then when you talked, you're like, and, and it made sense. You yeah. know, like you, you were happy about how you said it, you know, and yeah. So yeah, yeah. That you, applies you to your piece. life. <clears throat> yeah. Yes, it yeah. does. And you taught me that. Yeah. And, and I think it's important because then it's easier to bring people along and it's even easier to deal with people when you have that minute because mm-hmm. people are going to keep being who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not going to stop. But if, for me, if mm-hmm. I get that break, it's almost like I'm recharged. Yes. And I can yeah. take on more. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I got that break. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think um, that's really good because the thing that came to my mind was Jaquela, my sister. She's my favorite person in the whole world. Like, I just, I feel like if she asked me to do anything, oh, I tell people this all the time. I'll fight the world for my dad. Like, he don't got to lift a finger. I'll fight all of y'all for mm-hmm. him. <laughs> I'll fight my dad for my sister. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about her. And like, when we were in Texas, like, there's just times where she needs help. You know, I'm her big brother. She calls me. Yeah. And I love that. I'll be right there. Yeah. And um, my dad is looking to me like, hey, Keisha. And he said this stuff like, hey, like, you're responsible for your sister. I'm not there. So like, you're me for her. Right. And I think like just leading her and that's like, that's not the responsibility of a whole family. That's just my sister. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, man, I appreciate this about her. If she needs help, she lets me help her. Mm-hmm. Like she'll just be quiet and yeah. be like, this is the problem. Yeah. And she'll give her advice and she'll be like, this is what I think. But like, it's on you because I don't know nothing about cars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know about this finance or this thing or that thing or boys. Yeah. Like she doesn't even <laughs> yeah, think about yeah. boys a lot, but like when she does, she'll be like, here's all the information. Now you go. And she'll just be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think like if I had to give any, cause I know there's a couple uh, women that listen, like if I had to give any advice to women to their, uh, for their interactions with their brothers, their dads, their husbands, whatever, I think just like being a woman that is quiet and I don't mean silent. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like we're, we're not trying to shut you up. Yeah. Right. yeah that's yeah. That's it, it's just like, yeah. if I think a lot of women, whether they understand it or they admit it or not, they want to be led. Mm-hmm. And this is part of being a man. If we, if we don't talk about how you interact with women, mm-hmm. then we're doing a good disservice. And I think this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you said every man needs to know how to problem solve. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like a big part of that is with men and with women. So like, we'll start with women. Whenever I'm thinking of my sister, it's like, she's such a great follower. She's a great leader. Because she's a great follower. Yes. You know, and yeah, like... You lead like you follow. Right? Yeah. And she's really good at that. And I really appreciate that. Like, if she needs advice, she may not take and do everything that you say, but she's going to listen and consider it yeah. quietly. Yeah. yeah. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. Mm-hmm. Just consider. And I think, too, with the problem solving and attaining that quietness is the ask. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever you go to whoever, so I go to my wife and I say, I just, like you said, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because if we don't ask and we just expect it without yeah. no com- no conversation, yeah. that's going to breed frustration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think if and then and I think we'll get into this, but respect. I give the ask. You respect what I've asked yeah. mm-hmm. by allowing, you know, allowing yeah. me to have that piece. Yeah. And it's not a demand thing. It's, right. Yeah. It's a request. Yes. Yeah. 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 So he, here's here's a quick thought. So this just came to my mind. So like in the military, if you're in a firefight or a gunfight, when you reload, 
what do you before you reload? What do you do? Like you take cover. Yeah. Right. You 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 get behind something bulletproof and you you take that time to reload. Right. So you're not you're not reloading in the open. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. So basically, like that's how that applies to life. Like get behind cover. Mm-hmm. Like get have that second. That's your reload time, and then get back out that's there and good. fight. That's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, there's something that you said, Daddy. I want to know your thoughts, Keith. We talk, cool. we talk, we talk all day. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, if I have a, an idea, I will call my dad. Hey, this is an idea, just about whatever. Yeah. Um, and we we talked about what does every man need, and you said every man needs respect. Yeah. And my question, in in like regards to that, and I think we talked just briefly about like how do men deal with women? You mm-hmm. know, like we need to ask for that space. That's mm-hmm. how we deal with them to, to solve problems. Ask for the space. Mm-hmm. So for men is different because like we come at each other head on as like two like what does they say like an unstoppable force and an immovable object that's how like men come at each other so how do you command respect in a respectful way i mean i think one not not you don't have to get loud about what you're requesting or what you want mm-hmm for instance, um, I've had a conversation with people and they're disrespecting me. Mm-hmm. And I would say in a calm manner, um, so you're, you're disrespecting me. Have I disrespected you in any way? Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate <clears throat> yeah. what you're saying. I say what they're saying. I repeat back what they're saying to me so they can hear how I'm, or how I'm receiving it. And I was like, and can you not do that? Mm-hmm. That's how I commend it, by yeah. addressing it. It's wise. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> how, how do you That's personally great. do it? Hmm. Yeah. Gosh, I, I just, I, for me, I just go back to character. You know, mm-hmm. character is so important, which, which is one of my, I, I, have a, I have a list of three here, but character is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, like he, there's something about demonstrating great character that people see, whether you're a Christian or not. Like people, if, if there's always that one person in the room that just has great character and, and, and people see that, you know, and that, that, that doesn't demand or command respect. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I, you, that person is different and I respect that. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I have so. a question because in, in this, like, I, I don't want to just talk to talk. You know, like, yeah. we're talking because I, I want to be better. Right. Um, whenever somebody says, Keyshawn, you did something wrong. And I'm quick to ask, man, mm-hmm. is there anything that I could have done better? Yeah, yeah. Even like whenever I host at church, I'm like, keep tell me, like, mm-hmm. give it to me. Um, we did the podcast. I call my friends that I appreciate their input. their input, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, tell me what you think. Like, tear it apart." When I do something good, I want to like somebody's like, "Man, I really like that you did this." I'm like, I want to ask, okay, why do you like that? That way, I can do it more. Yeah, continue you know? to do it. That's so good. you 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 give an instance of like last night when we were just hanging out with a group of ten guys and girls, and I was like, "I need a second. Mm-hmm. and I just paused, and everybody got quiet, which. In my mind, they don't have to. Like you're grown, but like I'll tell you, like I need a second. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Why do you think that they stopped? Because they want to hear what you have to say, mm-hmm. and they see that you care about how you say it, and so they're going to respect that by being silent. Because mm-hmm. sometimes in conversation, when there's when there's a, a breath in a conversation, when there's when there's some dead space mm-hmm. between sentences. That's when people like to interject their thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, not really interrupting, but just kind of, they, they kind of want to take the wheel of the conversation. And no one did that last night. You, you just said, hey, I need a minute. Because you were saying good stuff and people knew that and they wanted to hear more. Mm-hmm. And so they cared about what you had to say. So yeah, I think that's why. And that was respectful. 
Yeah, so. I, pre- I appreciate that. And I yeah. think... Thank you. I'm just thinking now. Yeah. How do I command respect? So you said through your character, and I can yeah. definitely see that. Like, I have one. I have a story to kind of build on that. So yeah. uh, I remember... This was in the military. We just got done doing PT, which was like army workout, early morning working out army style. Uh, we just got finished with that and we went to the dining facility to go eat breakfast. And it was myself and like four other dudes that was in my platoon. And we were sitting there at the table. Now it's it's really common in the military for soldiers to complain about everything in the military. Yeah. Like everything, dude. <laughs> they complain about everything. Yeah. Leadership sucks. This sucked. And then so um, in those moments, I'm, I'm very intentional. I don't complain about squat because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't get you anywhere you mm-hmm. know and so um and so i remember i was sitting there and i was i was not partaking in there complaining i was just kind of sitting there eating and then this one guy looked at me and he says keith how can you never get upset about anything <laughs> and i'm just like and, and that was my chance of mm-hmm. like well let me tell you why i don't get upset yeah. you know and and so they my point is like they see that your character spoke they, loud yes they yeah. see the character and they see that i'm different i'm not like these other people, I, I don't say I'm the same. Better than you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not saying the same words. I'm not expressing the same thoughts. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they see that. Yeah, that's good. And and they're curious about it. They want to know more. They're like, hmm, like Keith is different. Like, how yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean? I I wanted to share something um, when it comes to the needs, um, because I had a scenario just yesterday. Um, commanding respect. Yeah, we're talking about that, and mm-hmm. and what men need to do is be upfront. Like, yeah, just be straight up, up. Yeah, just straight, be up. straight up. Yeah. I had somebody come to me. He, he goes to church with me and he said, um, uh, you wanted to do a financial needs analysis. And um, I said no, because I don't want to ruin our relationship. and I don't want to put business and pleasure together. And I was like, OK, he said, so th- I, I want to break the awkwardness. I didn't feel no awkwardness. So I don't know what yeah. he was talking about. <laughs> and um, he says, so I just wanted to just tell you, you know, sit you down and just tell you that, you know, I'm not interested in what you're selling. I said, okay, did I come off salesy or something? Like, mm-hmm. where's this coming from? Yeah. He says, no, but I don't want it to get there. I said, well, the only reason why I even came to you is because you said you was interested. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. wife said you was interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, but as soon as your wife told me that you weren't interested... I haven't said anything else. Have I? Yeah. Yeah, right. That's That's straight up. Yeah, that's straight up. Uh He's like, well, no, I don't want to. I said, well, I just want to tell you, I'm not like other people. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, you said one thing. I respected it. I'm not going to say nothing else. If you're interested down the road, talk to me. Otherwise, it's done as far as I'm concerned. And as far as the awkwardness, I didn't sense any awkwardness because it was done for me the time you said your wife said she wasn't interested. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, and just so you know, me personally, I don't want to let anything come in between our relationship. So if I would have sensed that it was, I would have did what you're doing right now and said, you know what? This is coming in between our relationship. Mm -hmm. Let's just cut it so we can keep the relationship. Yeah. So men need to be straight up. Straight up. And I believe that's how you command respect as well. That's good. That's great. Man, I'm just thinking about like all the different things that we've said. They kind of create this thing. This is like kind of what came to my mind. They kind of create this thing called a code. Every man needs a code. That's good. And I think that these things are what make up your code. Mm -hmm. So like 
as we continue in, in, in the podcast and with different topics, we'll create that code. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, as we talk about this, what is, what is a man, what does a man need? We're going to continue to build on this list. On yeah. What does a man need? What does a man do? Who is a man? Like all these things. The next question for today mm-hmm. that I haven't, I haven't told you guys yet. Before you go to the question, can I ask one thing about the code? Yeah. Is there a different code uh, for all men or is, is the code the same for every man? That's a good question. Hmm. Is there a different code for all men or is the code the same for everyone? Yeah, I, was, I would say there's, there's a macro code and yeah. micro codes. I know those are big words, but basically, like for all men on planet Earth, there is there is code, yeah, and and that's found in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And then, but where you are, your context, your continent, your culture, whatever, it's going to change. It's going to change, yeah. yeah. That's so, good. yeah, because your code in the military is not the same for a code as a civilian. Yeah, you're both men. Uh, that's okay. good, but that's good. but like, but honesty is going to be there. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Humility, everywhere. Yeah. Professionalism, everywhere. Respect, yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah, gotcha. I, I agree. Yeah. Let, let's break into that more as we talk about manhood. Okay. But the question for today, and we have five more minutes, just for you guys to kind of chew it on a little bit. Like, I want to hear your first thoughts, and the next episode we will really get into it. Yeah. Oh, man, I was so excited to, to ask this question. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Are you ready, Daddy? I'm ready. All right. What should a man avoid at all costs? Ooh. Just sink, sit on it for a second, okay. and then and I'll give you my <laughs> thought, and then we can go ahead. Mm. So I'll give you my two. Okay. Every man should avoid passivity. Mm. In yeah. others and in themselves. Like passive friends are not going to be good friends. Mm. And passivity in yourself is only going to create insecurity in like the people around you. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, and we'll get deep into this later, but every man should avoid a seductress woman. Mm, yeah, the Bible says that. And that yeah. means like, that doesn't just mean that crazy hoe on the side of the street. That right. doesn't mean that crazy girl in your friend group. It means pornography. It means like... Mm. It, it means like that woman that's just nagging you all the time. Like the person that's trying to get you off your coat. Mm-hmm. That woman, avoid her at all. Avoid her at the cost of your um, your reputation. If mm. people are going to be like, dang, like he ran from a woman. Yo, run, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are, those are my two things. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think, Daddy? I'm still thinking. All, so- what's the first thing that came to your mind? Because we're going to break it down later. Like the first thing, every man should avoid this. I mean... Because my mind is on on marriage and community, because I believe the marriage is what what uh, and the family is what creates community. The first thing I thought about is avoid um, marrying the wrong person. Oh yeah, like that's the first thing that I thought about mm-hmm. because, um, and I heard a pastor say, "Who you marry, it could be heaven or hell on earth." Yeah. So you want to avoid the wrong person. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Keith, what you got? Yeah. Can I say three things? I'm, I'll make it fast. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is going to sound very pastory, so I apologize. <laughs> three things, they all start with the same letter. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I can't help it. Sorry, that's a pastor in me. But um, yeah, for number one, things that men need to absolutely run away from is number one, compromise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to avoid compromise at all costs. Compromise in identity, compromise in sin, just avoid compromise. Um, like standing your ground, being straight up, like we said earlier. 
Number two is, uh, I would say, complacency. Avoid complacency. Uh, complacency is, is an I don't care attitude. So, yeah. you know, just being comfortable, kind of just hiding out and, and not doing much, not caring much. Avoid complacency. No one, that, like, you're not, <clears throat> if you're complacent, you're not going to get respect. Yeah. And so, and then the third one, I would say cowardice. Ooh. Avoid, yeah, that's Avoid good. cowardice. Man is never a coward. No, yeah. Because we're, we're called the last man. Yeah. The last man is not a coward. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So avoid cowardice. Yeah. So we, we, we broke down a lot. I feel like this was a really good conversation just about like, what is a man and what does he need? And we can't answer all this in an hour, but I think we did a good job of kind of starting up the ideas and we'll continue them as we go. Um, is there anything last, uh, any last words that you'd like to add? You got 30 seconds to just say what you think. That that was my last ten percent right there. <laughs> yeah, I would just say um, avoid settling. Yeah, yeah. Like at all costs. At, at all costs, just avoid yeah. settling because um, you know, looking through the through the view of of scripture, you know, God says He wants to give us more than we can ask or even imagine. We yeah. can't even come up with the things He wants mm, that's right. to do what with us and through us. Mm. So don't just settle. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate all the audience members that uh, decide to join us. Please like and share this with somebody that you think will grow, that will glean from our conversation. Um, I'm doing this so that I can learn. You know, um, I have two men here that I really appreciate and I look up to them and I want to know more about what it means to be a man. And so if you guys feel like the the words that we've shared, the concepts that we've we've gone through, some of these things on the list that every man needs, you think that they would be beneficial to someone else, please share them because we care about them. We want, we want everybody to be a better man, not mm-hmm. just us. Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you guys for listening um, to the Last Man Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like and follow so you don't miss an episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Last Man Podcast underscore between each word. And remember to die on your feet before you live on your knees.